I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hall deflects it. Crowded at Bridges. Bridges up inside. Blocked by Antetokounmpo. What a recovery. This is reminiscent of LeBron James in Cleveland against Golden State. What an effort. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you. Coming up in about 20 minutes, we're going to look in make or break position groups in the NFL that could sway how we take these teams over under win totals. But right now, we're going to bring on our guy, Ken Barkley, the co-host of You Better Your Bet, right here on the BetQL Network to talk some NBA. Game two of the finals tonight. And Ken, game one went to the Suns despite Giannis coming back. What what did you make of the Giannis return? Did he uh, exceed your expectation? And, and what do you think it means for the rest of the series, Ken? Uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty interesting game one, right? Because Giannis went from from questionable to, to probable to warm-up videos where he looks awesome and he's going to win, you know, he's going to score a million points and everybody's like really happy. And it, it was just really interesting to see that narrative come together, um, played light years better than I would have expected, honestly. And in full disclosure, as we have the rest of this conversation about the series, I'm holding a lot of Phoenix Suns to win the series tickets and to win the finals tickets from back when it was game five against Atlanta and Giannis got hurt. The Suns were like minus 200 to win the title. And I was like, well, what is the likelihood that this player can come back from this injury and compete at a high level? I was like, Phoenix has to be really valuable. And now I'm kind of like, all right, well, I mean, they won game one, but like, I don't really like the sort of what's ended up happening as a result of, uh, as a result of Giannis coming back and looking so good. So, you know, I, th- I thought he looked pretty good. I thought in the second half, he looked kind of worn down. Is that rust? Is it the injury? We, I mean, we really have no idea of knowing the answer to that question, but I, I think at a minimum, like the likelihood we have a competitive finals is now a lot higher. Uh, because of what we saw from him in game one. Uh, hey, Ken, with only one day of rest uh, between games one and two, going to be a different scenario Let's, once uh, they, uh, they travel, travel when we get to game, game number, number three, three over the weekend. But uh, is it dangerous to make the assumption that we will see a better version of Giannis in game two? Well, I think it's more like what like what quality shots can we expect? Like what's the level of aggressiveness? So I think the number of minutes is a really good sign. Um, you can look and say like, well, he didn't you know attempt many shots, but it was actually because he, he went to the free throw line so much in the second half of that game. I mean, like that's not going to change. Like I think, you know, like the types of shots that he can get around the basket, we saw how effective he was like one-on-ones against Crowder and Aiden. So, I mean, I have a bunch of props written down for game two already. We can probably go through a lot of them, but. Um, you know, in addition to thoughts on side and total, I do like, I think Giannis's point total is too low for this game uh, tonight. So over 25 and a half would be a bet, I think for sure. Um, you know, I think just based on what we saw in game one, yes, like there's always a chance of aggravating an injury, but I mean, you can honestly say the same about like three other players that are going to play in this game tonight. Just, you know, like injuries have been a thing with the playoffs. If his number is going to be like in the mid twenties, based on what we saw in game one, I, I still think I would play the over. Ken, when you look at uh, DeAndre Ayton, he had a big game one, ton of rebounds. He went over his point total, over under tonight for his points, 16 and a half. 
I have uh, I've enjoyed taking the overs for Aiton. He's had a, a pretty good postseason going over. And you always wonder about when that game's coming, and he's not going to have those points, and it comes back. What did you make of the way Aiton played in game one, and do you think he's in for a big series here? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, with the way his game has developed, I think he's in for a, a big series in, like, every series they would ever play, honestly. I don't know if I've seen a, a player, like, change what his kind of reputation is or narrative is in the course of a playoffs more more than this guy, right? I mean, it's, like, absolutely incredible. The one thing about playing eight and overs that's, like, extremely dangerous, rebounds maybe a little safer, I guess. Some of that's luck-based, but I think I would, if you, you know, if you wanted to play an eight and over, rebounds probably a little better. The problem with eight and points overs is that if you look at shot distribution for both teams in game one and in the playoffs, honestly, in general, like DeAndre Ayton doesn't get touches to score, right? It's always off of action that involves Chris Paul or Devin Booker in a pick and roll. So like their decision-making has to create his scoring as opposed to like give him the ball in the post and he's going to take 25 shots and we're going to see what happens, right? So like Chris Middleton from Milwaukee, it's like, okay, I know Chris Middleton's going to take a ton of shots tonight. Like that's just the way the offense is going to run. There are going to be games where DeAndre Ayton shoots 10 times. There are going to be games where he shoots eight times. And like, cool, maybe he makes literally every single shot. But when the the field goal attempts are going to be that low, I do kind of think you're like chancing fate a little bit to bet an over on a guy when the number is that high. If I tell you he's going to take nine shots tonight, like do you like that number? Like probably not because, I mean, he literally has to make such a high volume in order to hit it. Yeah, is he going to hit 80% every single game in the season? I mean, maybe. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> maybe. He has. He's been going over the yeah. point total. He gets over early, and then it, then when the game's over, you're like, oh, he just barely beat that point total. So uh, that's been the what's what's been happening with Aiton, Aiton throughout the playoffs. So you mentioned Giannis, the points. Uh, what about some other player props that you like for tonight? Sure. So I'll tell you right now, just in terms of, um, like the prop offerings, the finals is so awesome because mm-hmm. books are like, well, there's only one game. The interest and the betting volume is so massive. Like, let's offer everything imaginable. And that's actually like really fun. Even places that take reasonable limits, you know, that allow everyone to bet. Like the prop list is just, the finals is great. It's like actually worth doing the work because you can find really cool stuff. Uh, two that are pretty widely available that I've written down for tonight. Um, and these won't be surprising for people who listen to You Better You Bet and listen to our show. Devin Booker rebounds has been one of the most interesting things in this playoffs. And I, that sounds like the stupidest thing to say, cause it's Devin Booker rebounds, but it really has been interesting because depending on the series and depending on the matchup, the over or the under has actually been an outstanding, like valuable bet. And it's aligned five and a half, literally every single game of the postseason, basically. And yet depending on the opponent, it's awesome to bet one way or the other. And it's been really valuable. So against Denver, Super valuable to bet the over. Was under the basket on every single rebound because Jokic drawing eight and away from the basket, et cetera, et cetera. Against the Clippers, really, really valuable to bet the under. Um, Booker ended up leaking out a little bit more, the way kind of the cross matches worked. He went under the rebounds, I think, uh, under five and a half, four of the last five games of the Clippers series. You look at last night, two rebounds, and he actually made a concerted effort on most defensive rebounding chances to leak out and try to get like fast offense going the other way. We saw the Suns get out in transition. Booker was a big part of that like didn't see a lot of defensive rebounding chances for him necessarily. Uh, so we see five and a half again in the market, which is expected for Devin Booker rebounds. I would definitely bet under on that until we have reason to believe otherwise. And then the second one, just really quick, Drew Holiday, if you look at Milwaukee's shot distribution, so like Giannis scores get to the line a lot. Chris Middleton, insanely high usage. Brooke Lopez, like weirdly high usage in a small number of minutes. Holiday didn't take many shots, and he also expended at insane amount of energy chasing around Devin Booker on every single defensive possession. I think it's likely we see like high assist numbers, he'll defensive rebound a little bit, but are we going to see like ISOs or like sets intended for him when he's guarding Booker at the other end? Seems unlikely, 
Point total 19 and a half tonight. I like the under in the game anyway, which we can talk about maybe, but holiday under 19 and a half points in addition to Booker under rebounds would be another prop. Ken Barkley, you better, you bet joining us here on BetQL Daily. Ken, you just mentioned like the under in the game. Uh, so tell us why and, and the game itself tonight, the play, which side are you leaning? It is a five and a half point uh, spread right now, which I, I thought would be a little bit, I, th- I think it's a little high with Giannis back and we know he's back heading in tonight. What do you make of the spread? Where are you lean? And, and tell us your thoughts on the under in the game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Sure, it's interesting, right? So we went into we went into game one. We had no idea how Giannis would look. We had no idea what that was going to be like. And and Milwaukee already has no depth. I mean, God, you look at who played last night or uh, two nights ago, and it's just like unbelievable. And uh, and that game closed, you know, what five and two nineteen and a half, basically, or five and two nineteen. And now we're sitting at five five and a half and two nineteen and a half again. It's like, all right, well, that's kind of interesting. Um, I think the problem with betting Milwaukee, I'll do side first really quick. The problem with betting Milwaukee in the in this game is is a couple things i guess Giannis injury but mostly that phoenix's shot quality is just never going to be bad in the series it's just not because like if drew holiday is going to guard booker okay then chris paul's going to run pick and roll you're going to get some kind of switch or they're going to play drop like there's just no every phoenix possession ends with a valuable shot basically and even if milwaukee has better effort it's just unlikely that they can find five-man lineups i mean they can play the small lineup but you can't play that forever so like there's just not an answer necessarily like Phoenix is going to score. That's the problem. Um, and I just don't see a way around that the rest of the series. Now, Milwaukee's going to have games where they hit threes. They're going to have games where Giannis is awesome. But like, I don't really want to bet Milwaukee in a road game, seeing the kind of like efficient shot quality we saw from Phoenix. I mean, they got, they were up by a billion and then kind of took their foot off the gas. Total wise, you look at kind of how the game ended up playing out slower pace than I was kind of expecting. The regular season matchups were pretty high scoring. Uh, Phoenix made 25 free throws and Milwaukee shot insane from three and the game basically landed right on the number. Um, I think we see maybe a little more competitive game. Uh, also look at how many different things each team tried in the first game. Milwaukee tried like 95 different lineups with nine players. They, like Phoenix was playing a zone against Giannis, like every kind of like weirdo, like let's try this thing. Let's throw this against the wall. That usually means more scoring, honestly, because like it's just nobody's organized yet. Nobody knows what's working defensively. They're trying a hundred different things. Um, I think we see kind of like a go back to the drawing board. What actually worked? Like, let's try to really clamp down on some of this stuff. They've now seen each other and kind of seen the sets that they want to run. So I would expect a little bit better defense to be played, maybe a little more contest on both of the team's shots. So um, I do like the under. If you're going to get the same number, you know, what's the likelihood Milwaukee shoots that from three? What's the likelihood Phoenix makes that many free throws, gets that many foul calls? Pretty slow-paced game compared to what I thought. Um, I like the under. I probably wouldn't bet the side right now at the current market. 
This is uh, BetQL Daily. Joe O and Joe G. Our guest, Ken Barkley from You Better You Bet. Uh, Ken, you already mentioned that uh, you're in on the Suns. Grab them uh, multiple points during the season. Uh, what about value right now? If if you were giving a recommendation on someone, I mean, to someone right now, the Suns minus two ninety for the series, Bucks plus two thirty. But Finals MVP, series outcome, games played, anything interests you? Sure. I think, you know, especially if you're, if you're like a casual better and like, you know, limits not even close to a problem, which is, you know, to be honest, a lot of people that listen to, to all of our shows and mm-hmm. I try to kind of tailor advice for like, you know, like the random guy who's got whatever, 20, 50 bucks. And it's like, how do I, how do I bet this? Like, how do I get the most out of this? Um, like I think Phoenix is still really likely to win the series, but that's not surprising to anybody now um, who watched game one. I, I will say if Phoenix does win, it's, I think it's like now a 100% kind of correlation to Chris Paul winning finals MVP. And you're still seeing like somewhat of a difference in that. Um, so you can find, you know, like Suns, like you mentioned, you kind of quoted a price in the high twos. I've seen like 300, 325. Paul finals MVP, I've seen 230. I've seen 240, minus 230, minus 240. I mean, there's I what like there, I see minus 130, Ken, this morning, which I think is obscene. On, on Paul to win finals MVP? Yes. Well, that's, a, wow. that's a huge mistake. Whoever yeah. whoever has access to that, go bet it right now for a lot of money, whatever they'll take. <laughs> um, that would be my advice. Because, like, honestly, like a lot of places, you know, spend it like, you know, apps and stuff, and we don't have to get into a lot of details, but whatever. There's a lot of places that offer odds. Obviously, Bet Rivers, go check them out too, the sponsor of our show. But, like, whatever you can find, if there's a difference between those two prices, because the argument is, like, you might be thinking, well, wait, like, Chris Paul could get hurt. Like somebody else could win. All right. Well, Chris Paul gets hurt. Guess what's not happening? Phoenix is not winning the title. So, like, if they win the title, then Chris Paul MVP is, I think, like not a hundred percent, but like closer that you know, closer to a hundred percent by the day. And there's still you can find like an eighty cent price difference, a ninety cent price difference between Phoenix to win the title and Chris Paul to win Finals MVP. Those two things now kind of become inextricably linked, in my opinion. So maybe don't bet Phoenix, but like. You know, get in on Chris Paul Finals MVP if you want to get in now. Even though, obviously, we all like the Suns a little bit now. Yeah, you. I just found it at one fifty two minus one fifty. So it's out there if you want to go find and, and bet Chris Paul. Uh, Ken, how about the the way this series plays out moving forward? I know you like the Suns. Do you think it's a longer series, a shorter series? I, I saw this morning you can almost get even money on this series to be two one Suns after three which would mean a split the next two games how do you kind of see this thing playing out in terms of, of how long it will go and and what do you think of that the idea that the Bucks get one of these next two Suns two one after three uh I think based on what we saw in game one I think the Bucks winning one of the next two especially game three at home down oh two is is uh you know fairly likely I think you know the length of the series honestly hinges on Giannis's leg like if he's going to be okay and he's going to give those minutes or even, you know, obviously enhanced usage coming up in game two or when they go home, then it can be a long series. Like there, there's absolutely ways it can be a long series. Like the Bucks can continue to make shots. Um, you know, like the teams, the difference between the teams with Giannis healthy is actually incredibly small. So I would still expect a long series unless something happens with Giannis. And that's obviously a big if given what we've seen. So right now, based on game one and just kind of the, you know, not to, weird word user but like the freakish nature of sort of Giannis's rehab from this injury um you know I, I kind of think we will see a long series something like you know either like Suns going for the title in six at home or like a big favorite in game seven at, uh, or on the road rather big favorite in game seven at home they win something like that I, I still think seems like the most likely outcome um just because you know we haven't seen the Bucks play at home yet 
Did you believe Commissioner Adam Silver when uh, he was suggesting yesterday that, okay, this is uh, the next era of the league and like he actually wants parity, which is not what this league has been built on? I, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hate, I hate this narrative. I like actually hate everything about it. So this finals basically exists because each team that was playing, each team that's playing in the finals caught a huge break. Basically, uh, yep. each of these two teams played a team that was much, much, much their superior. And if we're fully healthy, would have gotten smoked by, and they both caught a break because those teams got injured. Uh, the Lakers were clowning the Suns in game three. Everyone was imitating, <clears throat> excuse me. LeBron and Jay Crowder in the post. Andre Dumbledore is like falling down. Lakers go up two games to one. Um, I feel like they kind of solved Phoenix to a certain extent. And then Anthony Davis gets hurt. Whoops. And now the Suns are in the finals. Meanwhile, Milwaukee plays Brooklyn. There is a 0.0% chance Milwaukee is the better team. But again, like <laughs> the playoffs, there are injuries that happen. Uh, you know, James Harden obviously was already hurt. Kyrie Irving gets hurt. Now Kevin Durant has to shoot 95 times. And like the game turns into an 86-86 kind of slugfest. And if Durant's foot is, a, you know, an inch behind the line, Milwaukee still loses that series. So, like, this is this really can't become an argument about, like, the new era or, you know, whether the best teams are playing for the title or any of that stuff. It's much more like, look, it was a crazy postseason. There were a ton of injuries. These are two of the teams who had the least injury trouble with Paul kind of being able to play as much. And this is what we got. So, that's fine. It happens in some years. And this is what this, this, is what this season is about. Definitely not a new era. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Ken. Appreciate you hopping on. Ken Barkley, you better, you bet. We'll be listening this afternoon to Ken and Nick Costas. On the other side, we got to talk some NFL. What are the position groups that will make or break some win totals this year? We will discuss. Joe O, Joe G, Beck UL Daily on the Beck UL Network.